0: Welcome to Cupify This, the show geared towards understanding why people behave the way they do and what we can do to get our needs met. When our cups are full or filling, we have a strong sense of well-being. When they are emptying, we are driven to choose behaviours to fill them. In this show, we aim to cupify life. We're going to explore big ideas, current events and life in general using the lens of the Phoenix Cups. Welcome back, episode 10. Woohoo! We're on a bit of a roll now.
1: Yeah, we are. And we're going to be talking about parenting yep. and children's behavior. I talk about that a lot in my job.
0: Yeah, you do. So I think, although I have children myself, I think yes, you are you the are expert in children's qualified behavior. qualified as a parent. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, Don't ask my children. No, <laughs> oh, they're pretty amazing. <laughs> no, they
1: are. So you have a couple of teenagers now, yeah. yeah. And I also have. Oh, I've got one in teenage years, and mm-hmm. I have managed to get one all the way to twenty-one as well, which is very exciting. And I have a baby, and yeah. he is eleven. <laughs> He's he your will, baby. He will forever be my baby. He will. And that is just—he is the baby. And yeah, and also um, his siblings, whom I raised when they were in primary school, and they're now adults. So, children everywhere. Yeah, you get a good collection, don't you? I I collect them all.
0: Not baseball cards. Yeah. (laughs) Not Pokemon. No,
1: (laughs) there's just seven children. Yeah. So we don't have children together. No, we don't. No, that kind of works for us. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've been there. We we've have. done that. We have previous marriages and yeah. children from those marriages. Uh, so yes, we do not have children of our own, but we've been raising children of our own. Yeah. And, and each um, other's. And each other's. Mm. Yes, we do co-parent. Yeah. And that, is, that brings with it a whole set of other challenges. Yeah. Perhaps we could talk about step-parenting on a whole different podcast. Yeah, that,
0: that would be actually great. Yeah, let's do that.
1: It is a tricky one.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, But I wanted to talk about children's behaviour and parenting when it comes to children's behaviour because I think our best resource when it comes to children's behaviour or the thing that we tend to draw on the most is the way that we were raised, which probably comes from the way our parents were raised by our grandparents and their grandparents – and so when we go back to that default, you know, sometimes some of that worked and sometimes some of that didn't. But yeah. we have, we're we're living in an era where this whole lot of neuroscience is available to us. Lots of different research and theory and evidence about ways of, of responding yeah. to children's behavior. So I'm going to draw on some of that as opposed to things that might be more intuitive yeah. to us.
0: Yeah. And that old saying, isn't it? When you know better, you do better. Yeah. And we and, can't do better until yeah. we know better. Yeah
1: and i 've certainly been on that journey, having been parenting now for twenty one years it uh, I, I'm, I would do things differently now than I did things twenty years ago. Yeah. I was talking about that with a friend the other day. We were just saying how differently we would raise our our firstborns now if if we had them now uh, so there is oh yeah, we just certainly can 't do better until we know better or. And we do the best we can with what we've got at the point in time that we're doing it. And I think that we need to remind ourselves that our parents did that too. You yeah, know, a lot of the time absolutely. they they did the best they could with what they had. Yeah. And, and so that's what we're doing at the moment as parents, the best we can with what we've got. But there is some stuff that I find really useful around children's behavior to know about. First of all, uh, we were talking about how before how the different ages of of our children have presented with different challenges and i I find parenting in the early years quite a juggling act and had a lot of children mm. under ten at one point and and th- and then I found around about. The nine, ten, eleven-year-old really tricky, <laughs> but I think my favorite—I actually my favorite—is teenagers and yeah. and young adults. So I'm really enjoying that. Everybody made me terrified of it when I had, you know, a newborn and a three-year-old.
0: I was terrified when they were newborn. Yeah, like, they look so fragile. Holding them. And initially it's just this big ball of responsibility. Yes, and
1: once upon a time you only had your cups to fill and now you've got theirs as well. Yeah. So then when it comes to their behaviour at different ages or different or present different challenges. and So one of the things that I wanted to mention uh, around children's behaviour because I can talk about children's behaviour for a solid eight hours and I certainly do in some of my masterclasses, but responding to your children's behaviour needs to be guided by just one and that is that their behaviour is their best attempt at any given point in time to fill their cups, given their brain maturation, their body maturation, their skills, their abilities, their learning, their knowledge, their knowledge about the social, cultural values, rules and norms of the society they just happen to be born into. You know, all of this develops over time. And so they're choosing the best possible behavior they have to fill up their cups. And children are efficient, effective cup fillers. They know how to get their needs met. They're born, they're wired to get their needs met. And we see them doing that seeking to fill up their safety cup immediately and their connection cup as soon as they're born, right? So our job from there as parents is to not manage their behaviours that they're using that is their best behaviours to fill their cups at any given point in time. Instead, our job is to teach them skill to fill because as soon as they have a better behavior to use, it's more efficient or more effective and more considerate of people. They will use it as soon as they learn how to use it. So, And learning about behavior is just as complex and it actually arguably more complex than most other learning your children will do you know we tend not to want to behavior manage that if they you know if they keep saying that the green is orange and we we're like, okay yeah well we're going to go through that again next time we'll discuss this again and Mm. i'm going to remind you that this is green and we don't say right that's it i've had enough of this behavior for one day go to your room and think about what you've done there (laughs) but it's learning it's just exactly the same sort of learning yeah
0: driven intensely by the will to fill as well yes
1: Absolutely, driven by the empty part of the cup, which is the wheel to fill. Yes, so... There are the things that we need to do as parents is teach them about the skill to fill. We want to, first of all, teach them about their needs. They need to know everything there is to know about words like freedom and autonomy and choice and mastery and self-confidence and fun and joy and connection and acceptance and belonging and safety and security. So we want to surround them in these words around their needs. Uh, And of course, I've just kind of rattled off a whole lot of um, words synonymous with and around, of the Phoenix Cups framework there as an example. So I I don't use cups with children, particularly children under seven. I tend to just want them to be Soaked in this language about needs. I want, I want them to really understand what my needs look like and what their needs look like. Uh, and then as they get older, that's when we can start to yep. use this uh, analogy about cups with yeah, them. So
0: yeah, yeah. Our, our children are very proficient in cup language, aren't they? Yes. So they speak to us with cups. Yeah, our
1: teenagers very mm. much so. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they will. that That's emptying my freedom cup. Yep. And <laughs> we get yeah. Or I've got an empty freedom cup and I really just need to go for a skate, even though it's dark, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. This party
0: is going to fill my connection (laughs) cup with all my friends there.
1: They get very good arguments. Yes, yes. They win those rounds sometimes yes. when they use cups against us. Uh, so it's really important for us as parents to be teaching them about their needs. The next thing we need to do is, do is support them to learn how to be considerate of other people and other people's needs. Yeah. So being considerate of, of them, but also have empathy for other people's needs. And, and,
0: and to be fair, we're sometimes we're a bit harsh on children because I've met plenty of adults who still aren't yeah. quite there, are they? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Uh, I do think that sometimes we expect more of children than we do of ourselves yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I guess it's only natural that we absolutely want the best for them so having empathy for other people's needs will help them a great deal when they're and we keep modeling that we keep showing that through everything that we do by making that visible and making our thinking visible to our children around that And, you know, sometimes I think we're not getting anywhere and then other times we have moments like we had recently with our teenager who's who's being quite badly bullied Uh, at school, and and I don't use that term bully very often because the child that is doing those behaviours always has his or her own set of of things going on, own reasons for that wheel to Mm. feel driving that behaviour to fill up their cup. But the the behaviour has been quite intense and and impacting on on my son. And he had this beautiful insight where he said, do you know what, I think this child is doing this because his cups are empty, his freedom cup is empty, and his mastery cup is empty, and he has a really um i've heard that he has a really terrible home situation and and so he's filling his cup by doing this by having power over me and it was really insightful but it also gave him uh, a perspective where he was able to Mm. to feel like he had a little bit more understanding about why this was happening to him so having empathy for other people's needs you know that was one example in our household recently that was pretty cool i thought
0: yeah yeah it was
1: Yeah, so the other thing I wanted to mention uh, is that and I'm probably just going to talk the whole time, really. Oh, I was because... going to
0: end this with, and that was the Sandy Phoenix show. But <laughs> yeah. no, this is Sandy's yeah. domain right here. So I'll just God hold the to microphone. we and we've, we've got right? a
1: short space of time. We do, we do. Stop oh, talking. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing is that the most common mistake about responding to children's behaviour is to assume it's attention seeking. Yeah. And I see this all the time that I, I'll ask a parent or even sometimes a teacher or educator or somebody working with a child, okay. What the child is choosing the best behavior they have to get their needs met. Why do you think the child is doing this behavior? And nine out of ten times, if this person doesn't have cup language yet, they will say to me, "Attention seeking. Mm. The child's attention seeking." And often that's followed with something like, "The that said a great deal. Oh, you know, they're attention seeking and they're just trying to get my attention." In any way they can, whether it's good or bad, they don't care, and that's that's said so often that we tend to think that it, there's truth in it. But you know, really, if you think about your own behaviour, you never sort of wake up in the morning and go, "Hmm, my attention cup is low, yeah. and I think I might go and do some attention seeking today to fill it back up again." And then one of your friends goes, "Oh, she's attention seeking again. She doesn't doesn't matter yeah. to her how we get how she gets attention." Does I, it-
0: I would love to see that in the workplace. <laughs> Stop attention seeking.
1: <laughs> you just want it, to even though it's good or bad. You just yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just yeah. want attention it's not a human motivation right. and so if it's not a human motivation it's not a child motivation because hey guess what our children are human and they're motivated by the exact same things that we are when it comes to our cops um, they're motivated by connection safety mastery freedom and fun so that being said children your children are never attention seeking ever what they are doing though is connection seeking yeah a lot of the time that they're connection seeking and when uh, when we view a behavior as connection seeking we will tend to that reframe helps us to respond in a much more helpful way yeah. in a way that supports the child to get their need met Yeah. Because we wouldn't want to behaviour manage connection seeking, would yeah, we? You'd feel
0: it, pretty terrible. Ah, oh, they're just connection seeking. Yeah, I'll just ignore it. Just ignore it. it. They're just connection seeking.
1: <laughs> it does sound awful. So, yeah, let's call it what it is, and that's connection-seeking. But sometimes it's not connection-seeking. Sometimes it's motivated by the will to fill one of the other cups. Yeah. So, like rebellion.
0: Rebellion, yeah.
1: You're a rebel. You were a freedom cup. Oh, uh, yeah. I hear about <laughs> it from your mum all the time. I get the stories.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I can see it. It was from an empty freedom cup. I'd rebel, retaliate, any of those things just to try to get away, get my freedom cup met. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that and you're still like that, really. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Never, <laughs> and I, you know, our children have big freedom cups as well. A couple of them, not yeah. all of them, a couple of them do, and uh, and you know about it when they've got a big freedom cup because they're quite spirited and can be a little bit. They can challenge us at sometimes, but it is it's freedom seeking.
0: You just mentioned that the idea of challenging us sometimes. Mm. We have to acknowledge that that is a normal situation. Even the Brady Bunch, they they had disagreements, yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, whenever we've got conflicting needs, yeah. it's gonna you know there's yeah. gonna be some tension, yeah. right? And that's totally normal. And, and talking about that and 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 having conversations around how, well, you know, this is your needs and this is my needs, and how can we both get them met here? What yeah. what compromise can we have? So yeah, you, that rebellion that people you know often say, well, they're just being rebellious or they're just rebelling. Well, what is that then? So that's yep. freedom-seeking. Or sometimes it's mastery-seeking. Yeah. Uh, and if it's mastery-seeking, how can we support them to feel that self-confidence in yep. a way that's more skilled? Other things that they could be doing is, of course, safety-seeking or maybe they're fun-seeking. Yeah. So uh, rather than attention-seeking... I urge yeah. you to to yeah. look at your children's behaviour as yeah. connection seeking, seeking. What's the need seeking. behind the behaviour? Yeah, mastery mm-hmm. seeking, freedom yeah. seeking, fun seeking. Yeah, think about it. what is the need. How can you then support the child to go about finding a skill to to fill up that cup? And we've just got to remember that we've got power over our children. And so, you know, sometimes, like you and me, for example, we've got this equal power relationship. I'm not going to empty your cups and you're not going to empty my cups. It's, a, you know, our perception of each other's behaviors that empties yeah. our cups. Our children, however, are often imbalanced in power in our relationships because we can make decisions that impact on them. We can have power over them. And so in that case, we've got to be really careful about making sure that when we're using that power, we're not unfairly or unnecessarily emptying their cups.
0: Yeah. Mm. And just thinking back on my own childhood, how much freedom I was allowed, you know, having a dominant freedom cup and how much freedom my parents actually gave me. And I had a great... Relationship with my parents mm, because so of that. So you didn't need to do yeah, that they
1: extreme freedom seeking. Yeah, yeah, and I'm wondering yeah. where I'll,
0: the behaviors I would have chosen if they did try to limit that freedom cut feeling.
1: Yeah, mm. wow. Yeah, well, that's a really good point, and and I, I feel like I was pretty lucky with my with my mum. And she was awesome at recognising my needs. She was an educator, so yeah. uh, I, I think that that helped a lot. Yeah. And, I, and I think that, that when we have a good relationship with our children and we can talk about their needs, that's where we can support them to when they are feeling like one of their cups is empty, that we can support them to work out what that is and then a plan yep. to make sure that need gets met. So in saying that, it's really super important for you as a parent to be thinking about... The fact that you can't pour from an
0: empty cup. I was actually going to take part that part since you did well, that rest of like it. I thought, you know, maybe it. I'll just wait till the you end and then then I'll, I'll throw worry. it out, well, keeping you. our own cups. You wrote a,
1: you wrote a whole chapter on that. I did. In their Parent TV book. Yeah. Yes, that is called Parents, The One Thing You Need to Know.
0: Yep. Both Sandy and I have chapters in those. Yeah,
1: I wrote my chapter on connection seeking. Mm-hmm. And you wrote yours on You Can't yeah. pour From An Empty Cup. So you can get that at major department stores and also
0: off parenttv.com. And all the book websites, I think. Yeah, lots Everywhere. of places. Yeah, yeah. Parents, so, The One Thing
1: You Need to Know. It's a really great book. You should yeah, get it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, definitely. Keep our own cups full as well. And maybe even look back and some of the times we were a bit harsh on our own parents too remembering they did the best they could with what they had and perhaps their cups weren't always...
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I guess what we can, the legacy we can give to our children, is to show them what self care looks like, to show them that we prioritise self care as well as caring for the people around us, and that we can make a cup filling plan for yeah. ourselves and and enact that and talk about our needs and and be honest about what we need and and go about developing skill to fill as adults as well as parents because that changes the way we, the way I filled my cups before I had children versus. You know, the way you have to after you have children, it changes, right? Once Mm -hmm. those little people are involved.
0: Yeah, Hmm. I think that's a great spot to... To finish off this week,
1: absolutely happy yeah. cup-filling peace. Yeah.
0: and remember, you can always reach out to us on WhatsApp. So if you download the WhatsApp application, you can message us. You can leave voice messages.
1: Yes, our number on that you will find us on zero seven three three zero five zero two eight two, and yeah, you could leave us a, a little voice ma- message that we could use on the podcast if yeah. you wouldn't mind, you... or you can send us a text message yeah. and let us know what you thought of this podcast. Yep. and connect and let us know you're listening and tell us who you are and all the things.
0: Yep. Also, we're on all the socials as well. Just, yeah, drop by, say hello.
1: Yes, you can join us on Phoenix Cups on Instagram and Phoenix Cups on Facebook.
0: And don't forget to subscribe. See Yay. you next week.
1: See you then. Bye.